This is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting, manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life. And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to earn or buy someone's love. Hello to all of our family burrito listeners out there whose mother and father taught you how to deal with stress and regulate your nervous system by drinking beer, eating food, having sex with multiple partners, smoking cigarettes, smoking weed, snorting cocaine, taking LSD, candy flipping, huffing nitrous oxide, snorting BC powder, drinking Canadian mist on Ambien, and popping a bunch of fucking pills. Welcome back to The Family Burrito, episode 44. My name is Christine. My sister Jessie and I created this podcast as a way to de-stress and regulate our nervous system by actually identifying the stressful emotion, sitting with that emotion, and giving that emotion fucking gratitude, Jessie. And taking some pills. Yeah, a couple pills <laughs> here and there. Um, but we won't talk about that. Just kidding. <laughs> Wait, no, we're, nobody's perfect, Jessie. But don't don't judge my cocaine habits <laughs> or my my candy flipping. <laughs> fuck, I don't even yeah. know what that is. But fuck, it sounds fun. <sighs> you don't know what is candy like flipping ecstasy? is. What the fuck? Ecstasy and LSD, girl. Oh, I knew it was something. I'm see. I'm not cool anymore. I used to be cool. I used to be down with the get down. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, let's go to bed at eight thirty. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I did that one time with, I think that was actually, that was the last time I ever did LSD. It was horrible because with a group of friends and we were in Dallas, I don't know where the hell we were at, but um, we were riding with my friend Carl. He was driving and we were going to stay at his house and then it turned out he was actually house sitting for his parents who lived on the same street that I was first born in where my mom and dad lived together. So I had a trip from hell. I thought I was literally sinking into hell in the carpet. I was like, I will never do this again. <laughs> yeah. I've, I had a moment on ecstasy where I was definitely thought I was going to die. Mm. Yeah. I just kind of made a deal with God. And I was like, man, if I live through this, I will not do ecstasy again. And yeah. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, fuck this. This is awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, huh? But yeah, so um, we have not recorded in a minute because we've both been crazy, crazy busy. I've been in seventh grade uh, hell with my daughter. Um, her, she's, her grades have been just, just terrible, but that's okay because usually it's at the end of the year when we're catching up where I don't know what, like she's doing good and I'm not really paying attention and all of a sudden, bam, we're failing and we're having to do all this stuff. So I'm glad this is all happening at the beginning. Um, so she can, her study habits are created and we know her teachers all offer tutoring and all this stuff. But while all this was going on, her father, who I had a pretty decent co-parenting, partnership with had decided he didn't want to talk to me anymore as our daughter is failing and needs our help um he decides he doesn't want to talk to you anymore yeah. like he ghosted you pretty much i mean he doesn't really 
you know, he doesn't contact her every day. He maybe texts her every three or four days. Um, so he just very, has just really removed himself. Um, I know in his mind, he thinks he's an excellent father, I assume. Um, but he, instead of saying, how can I help? He decided to tell me that I'm causing, I need to let her have, Sophia have peace in the mornings. Um, Cause I'm causing her anxiety and um, her to be rattled. So he made it your fault. She's Pretty much, and really what it was is that she had a, a, a 60 in math, and there was this homework that Jeff and I, mostly Jeff, worked on with her that basically an easy 100. All she had to do was turn it in. Well, she left it at his house, and he didn't tell me, and I find it five days later. And I was asking him, like, did you leave this at your house? Did you let the teacher know? And that's when he went in and decided to tell me that I was causing her anxiety and her to feel rattled, you know, instead of saying, I'm sorry, I'll take care of it. You know, I'm my bad. Um, and I just, you know, I told him his lack of communication speaks volumes. And of course he's like, not my communication with Sophia, you, yeah. You know, it's just, there's no, and I was trying to also explain to him that, um, cause he was like, I'm not attacking you. And I said, when you use the words, you, you are causing her anxiety. You are causing her to feel rattled. Those are words of attack. And he and it's not- also like a, se- a sense of like projection. Like you do that to him. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so I was trying to explain to him the words, you, the word you is an attack word. And like Jeff was like, he said, even he said, man, baseball managers get thrown out of baseball games when they use the words you to the ref. It is definitely a word of attack. Damn, dude. Yeah. So anyway, so we pretty much don't talk anymore. Um, You know, I just, he's never, he's, and I was so stressed out, Jesse. I just like, I mean, I was just so I haven't been that stressed in a while and it was like finally what I figured out was was is that I keep I keep thinking I keep hoping that or keep having this expectation he's gonna help that's why we one of the reasons we got divorced is because he never helped right so I finally finally surrendered I am really doing this on my own he is never gonna help and so then I was like, okay, which made everything just uh, like this release, you know, like the air out of the balloon just got, ah. Uh. And then I was like, Christine, who are your resources? Her teachers. So I reached out to her teacher and within two days, she's now passing math, you know? So like things like, things like he would never ask. Where do you sit at in the class? She sits in the back of math class in a corner. She has to stand up to like look at the notes on the board to write them down. Taking notes is part of their grade. She has to stand up. How much do you think she misses? Like just doing that. You know, that's stressful. Wow. That... <sighs> yeah. yeah. So that's why I've been a little in Math is like so hard. It's like another language. You have to learn. Yes, only... you... yes, you have to practice every day. And that's the thing too is like, and this is just something I'm just going to let go is that when she's at his house, he will never print out a resource for her, like 
to work on math problems. He will never find a math app for her to practice. There's so many. She's going to have to do that on her own. She's going to have to do that on her own. I'm going to have to give her the instructions because he will never do it. He'll say, well, I don't have a printer. But the cool thing about Sophia is though, if she's dedicated to doing something, she'll get it done. She'll. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then just like, and like, so she's has these like one step problems, I guess that's what they're called. And, um, you know, with integers and things like that, but she like, wasn't even, couldn't even figure out how to add this, like, cause it's part of the step add fractions with unlike denominators. And so we would stop and like practice five just examples of problems. Jeff, he's like, what is going on with, with you two? How do y'all survive around here? Because just real world, world problems. Like, for example, he's like, okay, Sophia, I got a hundred quarters. I've given um, a bunch of my quarters to neighbors. I, at the end of the day, I have 18 quarters. How many quarters did I give away? She's like, uh, 25. Like, I mean, it's just 118. Like, you know, he's just like, dang. (laughs) So um, good thing Joff is in your life. (laughs) I know. I know. He's, he's, he is a superstar. He is a rock star because he's, you know, you know, also helps with uh, fractions. Don't, I'm not trying to cut you off. A tape measure. Hmm. So an easy to read tape measure really helps with fractions because when you add and when you multiply two to an eighth, like, you know what I mean? It becomes 16, one sixteenth. And then again, it'll be one thirty second. And then you'll, you'll move on and you'll learn your fractions that way. And like how to get to your lowest denominator. I literally just learned this. Really? Yeah. Cause I'm in fabrication class and there's a lot of math mm-hmm. and I, I was terrible at math. Like I, I just, I did what the teacher said to do and I did my homework the best I could. And I barely scraped by, you know? Um, yeah. And in college I did a lot of tutoring and when I graduated, I forgot everything. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but now like it's actually clicking. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is like, this is logical. This makes sense. I like, why didn't anybody explain this to me before like this? <laughs> well, yeah. And like with her, I don't know if ever schools like this, but they're very focused on, on whether you're adding, subtracting, dividing, or multiplying. Like they'll, they'll give you a, a list of the clue words, you know, if it says more than or less than. Right. So right. Instead right. of, instead of logically thinking, am I going to have more or less? You know what I mean? At the end of the, what am I, what, what am I actually trying to figure out? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, they want to figure out instead yeah. of this subtraction, adding, dividing, multiplying, what am I actually trying to figure out? Yeah. I always thought I was fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't, I was like, what language are they speaking? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it took a minute. I had a really excellent teachers as well. And I was really lucky for that. But yeah, hopefully Sophia is just retains it, you know, because that's the whole thing. If you can learn it, that's good. But retaining it is even better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I just I know like with Shane, not to be talking about him, but it just blows my mind because my mom was the same way. Like he did not graduate high school on time, like everyone with his friends because he failed math and he's super embarrassed by that. So you would think the thing that he, maybe it's causing a lot of shame stuff coming up in him. I don't know, but you just, you just assume that someone that's been through something like that would have more empathy or more would, 
I think I Shane's not, just not have it happen to their kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think Shane's just depressed. And that's why he's like putting you down. You know what I mean? And he's like, okay, well, Christine's mm-hmm. having a, a good life right now. Let's let's tear that down a little bit. Yep. You know? Yep. Uh-huh. And then also the fact that he did have he had he had a problem, you know what I mean? And if it wasn't for our dad like literally forcing him to go to the army. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like I he know. wouldn't he wouldn't be living the lifestyle he's used to now no. either. No, he would not. None of that would have never he I don't know what he would be doing, but he yeah, correct. He wouldn't because he got his career in the army. Like that's yeah. how he got And then he's career. been at for uh, he's been at the same place forever. Yeah, and he has no like desire to go like even fur- go further than that or invest money like he get all the money that he has made over the years you know like he could he could have been a millionaire by now just because investing and doing different stuff with it but he's he's just stagnant and so part of me releasing that he will never help me um never help his child he's just gonna just his his way of being a dad is taking her shopping and going roller skating which is those are nice things yeah but but maybe that's what she needs too because sometimes like like i'm so grateful my mom didn't raise me mm -hmm. yeah and i know like i know like shane is way better than my mom but Mm -hmm. i'm just saying as far as like the way the universe works and the way we're supposed to turn out like maybe there's a reason why like you found jeff and like you Mm -hmm. know it's more than just like you guys being able to live together and be happy it's like him actually being able to like show sophia what a man is and like this is what a man's supposed to do, and yep. not saying that. So Shane doesn't isn't like necessarily a man. It's just that yeah. he's not really stepping up to a, the plate like a man. No, should. no, just like for you're exactly right because, for example, she has all of her stuff in her hands. He can't be bothered to get out of the truck and open the door for her, and help her with her shit. All he'll do is reach behind the seat and unlock the door. Like that's you know I mean that those little things add up, and she he is showing her what a partner how a partner should treat you, which is like total shit, you know. Yeah, right. No, I even dude, I judge men when they make me walk in the traffic side of the sidewalk, like on the left side of the mm-hmm. sidewalk or whatever, like if it's mm-hmm. facing traffic, and and the man doesn't like push me to the other side. I judge them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. obviously, you were not raised right. yeah Yeah. he's just a very selfish person um and i've also realized that he was hiding behind me as a parent that makes sense well because you planned everything you did everything you just had to show up yep 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 yeah that makes sense though and then also you know on that note with um men i think that when they are depressed or whatever like they Mm-hmm. they do become stagnant and like maybe women too i don't know but i've just noticed this more men like yeah women are more emotional and we talk a lot more about our our, our feelings i suppose <laughs> yeah 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 it's just um yeah so i am so grateful that um even for all the stress and i'm grateful that i finally surrendered to that he will never help me uh there's like zero expectations now, but also to, you know, with, I will CC him on the email with these teachers. So he's doing stuff because it's coming through a teacher, not from me, you know? 
<laughs> stay face motherfucker exactly it's called reputation you know what <laughs> i mean like he doesn't want his that's very important to him his reputation he's so it's so fascinating to me jesse because his thing is judgment. He is so worried about people judging him. Bro, so and he, he thinks he's better than everybody. Well, so he shuts down and so he doesn't talk. He's guarded. And so because he does that, everybody's judging him. Dude, I, I the only thing I judged was his fucking chucks. Like, find a new <laughs> shoe, bro. Find a new shoe. You are so funny. And nobody else judged, like, nobody judged him. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. Well, dad, dad did. But, like, well, that that judged everybody. But I mean, Shane, you know, he 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 hated everybody. You know, not Shane, but Dad hated everybody. So Shane was a perfect target. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. want to marry my daughter? Let me. You know, but yeah, it's interesting because at the end, he he was like, "Tell Shane just because y'all are divorced, he can't. He can still come see me." I was like, "You mm. are been an asshole to him his entire <laughs> our entire marriage. You wouldn't even come to our wedding because he was Mexican. You know, like." you know yeah no dad was a douche yeah um and but then he yeah and then the, the expectancy part like oh but why why it's like oh because you just poked the bear for 20 years and then... yeah exactly i'm not racist what are you talking about oh my god um i can't believe that i mean i seriously can't believe that he was like said that my dude my mom thinks that she's not racist and then she oh lord i'm just my whole thing is they think that they're not KKK racist. <laughs> like burning them at the cross and yeah. hanging them from yeah. trees. That's like, that's the, that's the art. That's our level now. Like, wow. That's our baseline. That, that's the level. <laughs> Jesus Christ. KKK racist. Jesus Christ. My God. These people are so fucked up, Jesse. I know. Isn't it fascinating? It is very fascinating. I love watch, watching the circus of life. Yeah, and then also, um, so uh, the drama that happened with me and why we didn't record yesterday, and so we were recording on a Monday, um, I, you know, I broke my leg, obviously, right? So mm -hmm. I, I was out for the season, and um, but my bike still needed to be, like, ridden. Mm -hmm. um, I, because if, the, for many re reasons, but I would like to keep my bike running and ridden and everything so mm -hmm. i was just i told michael i was like okay hey you can um you can take it because it'll save you gas money you know it's registered like on the street for street use as well you know so you can put on dirt and the street mm -hmm. and um and i was like yeah it'll just it'll all around it'll be better and it'll like give the bike something to do too instead of just sitting there bored and are we talking about the like, bike or michael the bike i feel like because i feel like the bike has feelings too like i feel like anything with like an engine uh -huh. or like a motor like anything like they have feelings they anything feel with energy they can feel it yeah so um anyway like <laughs> they uh fucking michael went to go take care of his grandfather down near pueblo in colorado his his grandfather just had back surgery and um so he went down there was taking care of him for like six weeks um well his grandfather asked asked me if i could buy him new tires and a battery for his car mm -hmm. and i was like well i don't have the money right now let me see what i can do mm -hmm. well instead of like being an adult you know 
um, he took a he took a hammer to my bike. Okay, and mind you, Michael is in Denver at this point because Michael had to come back to Denver to Denver for work real quick. So Paul, his grandfather's all by himself in Colorado City near Pueblo, and um, is alone and is mad at me because I can't afford to buy him. Yeah, and it's not your responsibility anyway. You're right. It's not your responsibility. You don't owe anybody anything. You don't no. have to give anybody any money. He's just old, and I just feel bad for him because he's old, right? Like that's literally it. So, mm-hmm. and he's and he knows that shit. He knows that I have empathy towards that kind of stuff. And also, he just he's he's using a cane and a walker. Like I'm like, dude, I'm, man. If anybody can relate, it's me, right? Right. So we're so, you. So I was just like, I told him, like, just hold on, you know, let me see what I could do. I needed like a couple of weeks to come up with, it's like $800. And um, he was like, uh, he, he basically was like, whatever, Jesse, and got mad at me. And then my, my bike has a camera facing on it on different angles. But anyway, yeah. you could see Paul, he tore out, he cut my wiring harness. He poured something in my engine. He made holes in the engine cylinder um he basically told my bike and i have it all on camera and i had to get the cops involved and i had to file a report i had to file an insurance thank god i have fucking insurance on that bike mm-hmm. um it's just a slew of things and michael is like i'm so sorry that i thought i could trust my grandfather he's like i didn't know that he was going to go after your bike mm. and i was just like dude that's that's i was like that's just our that's a fucked up family of yours. He has a fucked up family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's why he has all his trauma. But I mean, literally everybody in his family is a piece of fucking shit. Um, so anyway, I'm I'm trying not to beat up a 70 year old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I really like I I know that's illegal. Like I, I but man, just imagine like you saved up because my bike was like about seven thousand dollars. So imagine you save up $7,000 for a brand new toy that you've been wanting and checking out and like, and they only make, made a limited amount of, right? They don't, Uh it's a limited edition bike. So I can't like go buy another one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, this guy, I, I'm so pissed at him. I just cannot believe that he went after my bike. I feel like dad possessed him. I don't. I don't know about that. I don't know. About... Like, let's go after Jesse's shit because fuck that bitch. No, I don't think that Dad would do that. But I, I do. I don't. I don't want to say. You know, first of all, let me just say I'm sorry that happened to you because that's super sucks. Like, that's. I mean, but your bike. You love that fucking bike. Yeah, you know it tried I mean? to hurt me, but I love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is. I'm so sorry, and that is a betrayal, and that is. Um, there are no words like, you know, but I will say this, that whatever, I'm not going to say your bike was cursed, but there was some, something in that energy of that bike that now that energy is removed and you're making room for something even bigger and better than the bike. Right. And I get insurance money. Yeah. Well, hopefully I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll. Well, maybe that's what he, why he did it. So you can speed up getting him those tires, Jesse. Jesus Christ. Well, now he's not getting shit. Yeah. I even told the cop because the cops were how to do a standby. And um, I, this is the thing, Christine, I have used tires and then used battery. And I was like, oh, maybe those tires will fit his car. And Mm -hmm. I had them with me. I just needed to 
see if they would fit his car. And Mm -hmm. lo and behold, they would have. And then also um, the battery I had would have worked just fine too. Cause it was just a used, like a used battery that still had juice in it. Mm-hmm. So he, he fucked himself so much anyway, but and yeah. then, and then everybody that thinks that they know him wants to be involved in this shit. And they're mad at me for filing a police report. And I'm like, I have to, oh, okay. so let me just say this. I am very proud of you. For, for telling him no, you well, you told him, hold on, which is maybe I'll try. But he showed you he is not worthy of those things, right? Yeah, no. He, he showed you. And the people that are reacting that, that way, they are not worthy of you either. They are low worthy, low energy, low vibe people. Yeah, they are, dude. That, yeah. Bill, one of them, he literally said to, he literally said to Michael and I, yeah, I'm on so many pills and everything. I try to stay away from organic. What does that mean? He basically was saying that he's on so many toxins that he's better off just not eating organic. Okay. Yeah, because that logic makes sense. Are they from? Are they like from the hill? Like you would think that you would think that they were from the Appalachian Mountains. No, but um, no, just Colorado City, Colorado. Some dumbass motherfuckers. That's all it is. But. But the thing is, though, uh, Michael was just trying to help. Like, and that's the thing. You can't go with, you can't do anything good, right? Without getting hurt. Like, no good deed goes unpunished. Mm-hmm. So there, there's that because Michael feels terrible. And he's like, now you lost your bike because of me. And I'm like, no, I let you use it. Like, it was my, like, we're both on the insurance. You know what I mean? Well, here's, well, here's the thing. Everybody needs to take care of their own damn self. Yeah. Michael needs to take care of himself. You take care of yourself. Grandpa needs to take care of himself. Like, Everybody just needs to take care of themselves. We don't need to rescue any fucking anybody else. Yeah. Everybody needs to rescue themselves. That's the problem. And so everyone ends up feeling like total shit because number one, they didn't rescue themselves. And then number two, they try to rescue somebody and then look what happened. Like there was a consequence because you are in no position to help anybody right now. The only position you are in is to help yourself. You need to focus completely on you. When you're at welding school, asking people, that's where you help people. What do you need help with? Like active with your hands, you know, no money, no tires, no supplies, no time, no value. No, none of that. You are precious. You come first before anybody else. No one else is special. No one else is better. You are precious. You are the priority. Yeah, exactly. And that's what, and, and we, you know, we already know these things, right? But then again, it's like we get put back in this loop where we feel well, like obligated. You know what I mean? And then well, they, that exactly, exactly. Correct. And my rule of thumb now is if I feel a sense of urgency, that is my cue to fucking stop. So right. if I feel rushed, if I feel like I need to hurry up and make a decision, I need to hurry up and do something. And, and let, and let's just say, and most of the time it's my own creation, by the way, (laughs) it's my own, my own world I create. But if I feel like someone's trying to rush me or I'm feeling a sense of urgency from someone else, that is my cue to stop because that is putting you in fight or flight and you can't make any fucking decisions, any good decisions. Remember, was it back in December? Those people calling me from Sherwin, Sherwitz, whatever it's telling me that I owed them like $6,000 and they were going to cut. And I had by the end of the day, 
to, to pay $6,000, whatever it was. And I ended up getting, giving them 3000 because I was in fight or flight. I was in urgency. I was not making good decisions. And so right. they ended up taking $3,000 of my money when it was a total fucking scam, you know? And so now I know that is my cue. Nothing is an emergency. Your leg was an emergency, but nothing beyond that is an emergency. Yeah. Unless you're like dying or bleeding out or you got yeah. bone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah nothing. That's, so that's my like, cue. I, that's why I, you know, I'm just trying to stay calm about this. Cause I'm like, okay, nobody's dead. Like a life. I mean, I kind of, okay. This is where it's fucked up for me. Cause I'm like a life is lost, but it's not like a human life. Mm-hmm. It's just, but it was your life. It's part, it was part of your livelihood. Yeah, it was something I worked really fucking hard for too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And I would, I would write, write that down. Like I would, because what you're feeling right now, there's probably all kinds of stuff wrapped up in that from childhood too. It's letting down, let down, you know, expectation. You know, here, here we go again. So, I, this would be something you could channel into like art kind of thing because I feel your pain, girl. I can feel it deeply. Like that is. All the way to your broken bone. <laughs> like, yeah, all the way, it. all the way. And, the, yeah. you know, and anybody that rides, too, like, anybody that's a moto, motorhead, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you tell them this, and they're like, oh, my, oh, my God. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. how are you not, you know, in jail right now for murder? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. and I'm, like, thinking, I'm, like, you know, at least, maybe I can make them at least a shit cake like they did on that one movie where that bitch feeds that racist toe of uh-huh. shit cake, you know? Yeah. I was like, I but be- isn't it interesting, and back to human design, by the way, Jesse, what I find interesting, you and Jeff, by the way, y'all have so many similarities. I, I like, literally put y'all's human design body graphs, like, next to each other. I was like, oh, my God, I'm dating my sister. But, <laughs> uh, uh, but there's this one gate, it's gate 39 in your roots, and it's ba- the gate of provoking. And so your job, you guys are literally here to provoke people. <laughs> and like you were saying, what was the last time we recorded about, you know, it's just people's karma. Well, you are too. Y'all have the same. It, it literally said that. It was so crazy. So, so, but what is, what find it interesting is like, you know, you and Jeff, the same, someone's on their cell phone driving, you'll honk the horn and you'll fucking say something. Yeah. But when it comes to someone that we're close to, we shut down, right? Like we're hurt, we're, it's different. Well, and I feel like at this point, if I do, like, what am I going to say other than, like, why, why, why? Yeah. Like, that's all I could think of at this point is just to ask a bunch of whys. But his answer is just going to be some dickhead response. And then I'm well, going to get mad. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, like, with that anger, then I'm going to, I I see red and I black out. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, that's. So that's just not healthy. Right, <laughs> so I'm just right. avoiding it. Like, cause I know yeah. that at this point he, he's just going to be a dick. Right. Right. And he, he probably has no awareness of why he did that. He just thought you owed him something Correct. for whatever reason. He thought you owed it to him. And right then, right there, he needed that. He was in fight or flight. And, and I guarantee that reaction was part. I mean, yeah, that was revenge. I would assume. Right. But it's like, what, and it doesn't matter what he feels. I just always try to, when I'm feeling really upset about stuff, eventually I get to a point where I really want to seek understanding and maybe see it from their perspective. You know what I mean? And yeah. a lot of people might go, fuck that, that's bullshit. But again, if you just look at it from one view, your own perspective, then you really just continue to live in the hurt. 
but you kind of look at like, okay, how was he raised? You know, like, obviously he was not raised to respect things. He probably is someone that's had a lot of hurt in their life. You know, I mean, we all have, right. So someone could go, Oh, well, that's not fair. He's had hurt too. You know what I mean? I mean, you can do a whole dance around all of it. And Oh it- yeah, no, he's definitely had hurt. So like Paul was living in the closet for most of his life because he's fucking old and like being gay. Wasn't really like mm-hmm. a thing that people admitted to back in his day. So he got mm-hmm. married to a female, had children. Mm-hmm. One of, um, which is Michael's mother and mm-hmm. she's also a piece of shit human and mm-hmm. she raised Bethany which is Michael's sister which is also a piece of shit human mm-hmm. I do not know how Michael did not turn out to be a total fucking piece of shit mm-hmm. like he has anger issues like obviously we all know Michael has anger issues but like he he still like would never do that mm-hmm. you know even at, at his angriest I've seen him at his angriest he would ne- he would never do that like mm-hmm. he has been mad at me and near my bike and he like he I could see it in his eyes like thinking about throwing it but he didn't <laughs> like he like he was so mad at me he's like I'm looking at your bike right now like I'm just gonna pick it up and I'm gonna do something to it <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're like try me y'all all talking but, with your but, eyes you know, but, he res- but he respects me enough and respects the bike enough <laughs> and everything else he's like no I'm not gonna do that I'm just gonna be angry and stomp away like a toddler but like but i i was being i was being a bitch to him too you know what i mean like i wasn't being a, like a saint that day either so were you being a twat face bitch is what i was being said. a twat face bitch i think what that particular day we just i woke up and i was like i'm depressed you know mm-hmm. and he was just being like um i don't know I remember a dad be like well are you on your rag you know yes what I mean? like he's kind of being like that and i was just mm-hmm. annoyed that was it gave me charles zephyr's vibes yeah yeah and then, think... so the rest of the day like we just kind of went to shit after that because we were like okay well we'll go ride and maybe it'll make us like feel better and then we got in another fight before we went riding and <sighs> yeah sometimes we just fight like brother and sister like legit like mm-hmm. cutthroat like we will, i will fucking kill a bitch <laughs> yeah and then yeah. 10 minutes later, we're like, what do you want to eat? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's I, know I know that's not healthy. <laughs> well, well, it's interesting you were saying about the whole, like, dad, are you on the rug? I remember whenever Shane and I were, like, having major problems and I was trying to talk to him about these things. <laughs> he goes, I know what's really going on. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's about to accuse me of cheating. That's what I thought he was going to do, like, accuse uh-huh. me of cheating. Because the way he was like, I know what's really going on. And I'm like. I mean, I literally was like bracing for some horrible thing, you know, that he was going to accuse me of. And he goes, you're about to start your period, aren't you? And I just looked at him like, yeah, that's what it is. I'm about to start my period. You know, yeah, that's what I, that's what's going on. Mm -hmm. Somebody's about to start their period because I'm going to chop their fucking penis off and they're going to have a vagina. (laughs) No, I don't, I don't think a woman starting her period is a reason she's going to say, you know what, we're not going to make it till Christmas is marriage. You know what I mean? Like, uh, no, um, no. So this is the thing, like, I also, I, I hate when guys say that just because of dad. You yeah, know, like he really, he really ruined it for me. I, and then he'd call tampons jelly rolls, and I'm like, oh, oh god, god. oh my. You know what Jeff says? He goes <laughs> every day. He says, "Did I ever tell you that I wake up every day th- and thank God I'm not a woman?" <laughs> <laughs> he says that almost every single day, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he 
has a point. <laughs> yeah, he's something. But he else. was stuck with daughters. Exactly, exactly. And you were going back, you were saying about, you know, Jeff's purpose being in Sophia's life. Also in his human design, like family and babies are like a big thing for him. Like he is a family guy and, um, you know, supposed to take care of somebody sick. So, you know, he's living his human design best life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's good. That's good. That's where we all want to be. Yup. 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 So, well, I am so sorry about your bike. Did you, did your bike have a name? No, I didn't name it. It was just, I, I don't even know what, what I would have named it. Cause I mean, I always changed the plastics on it, so it never was the same color. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. It was it was just a fun bike. That's all. Yeah. And it broke my leg. It broke well, your broke leg, leg but and then it broke your heart. And I think it's time for a fresh new start. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, um, I'm just I'm I'm just so blessed. I'm just blessed that I I'm counting my blessings. I'm blessed that I even had a bike that could get destroyed Mm -hmm. right like I'm blessed that I had the ability to go pick up my bike in my car Mm -hmm. you know and and I have a trailer hitch and I'm you know have a trailer and I'm like all these things I'm just like okay I have these I have the resources I'm yeah very thankful for all the things I do have and then um you know insurance thank god Mm -hmm. for insurance all Mm -hmm. all of these things I'm just like okay just count your blessings like I keep thinking, like, what would the, like, Buddhist do, like, mm-hmm. you know, well, Buddhists are pretty non-materialistic, so they, don't, they probably wouldn't care, but, like, yeah, <laughs> the materialistic Buddha, Buddhist, yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you exist, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, and also, you know, I recently did um, a podcast on how to heal chronic pain, and I had a pain psychologist, Dr. Aria, um, where he's worked for Kaiser Permanente for almost 20 years, and he talks about you know, pain, chronic pain is emotional pain stuck in certain parts of your nervous system. But what he was saying was in the podcast episode 34, there's like a part one and a part two. It's just awesome. So you got to check it out on my podcast, How Coronavirus Saved My Life, little plug there. But what he was saying was whenever you feel that uncomfortable emotion, like right now, right? Like I'm feeling sadness, you know, I'm feeling just blah, you know, he said, you have a 90 second window to correct the emotion. Okay. And when you do that, you actually create a new pathway in your brain. So what's your new pathway going to be, Jesse? Oh, oh, I always want to choose like happiness and peacefulness. Cause yeah. But like, what's the, what's, what's a bike that's even better than that bike you had? Oh, oh, um, a Ducati super motard. Yeah. I mean, so after we That's get off the podcast, <laughs> after we get done recording, sit for 90 seconds, see yourself riding that. Are you going to be wearing all leather, by the way? And uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. If I have a Ducati super motard, I'm getting the onesie leathers. Yeah, bro. With <laughs> It's gonna be on like Donkey Kong. Yeah, like is it gonna be like like a little animated anime, uh, like Japanese little bunny? Like, I mean, what are you gonna be wearing? Like, think about what you're gonna be wearing. You Definitely, know? The, it's the Chips bike. Have you ever seen the movie Chips? Uh, I've never seen the movie. I've seen the show. Oh, okay, well, there's the movie Chips with, uh, you know, I forget his name, Dax something Shepard. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
anyway, he's like main character in there, and he used to be like a, in the movie he was an ex motocross racer, and he's all broken, made of titanium, like moi. Mm-hmm. And um, but the bike I want is in that movie, the Ducati. So I'll just be wearing, I'll just be wearing like the little cop uniform in my in my vision. Yeah, like, I love it. Looking like Dax Shepard <laughs> with the blonde I, hair. <laughs> God, damn! Are you about oh, to? Are you in transition? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's actually kind of womanly, honestly. Look. At yeah. Him. Yeah. The <laughs> fact that you mentioned him because Jeff and I watched a movie with him, and I don't, you know, I don't ever watch TV, but watched a movie with him and his his wife in real life, Kristen. I can't remember her name. Anyways, but it was a really good movie, and I wish I knew the name of it, so I would totally promote it, but I don't know the name of it. Did you watch that one um, special I told you, that one comedy special I told you to watch? No, I did tell Joff about it. We got to okay. yeah. put it on our list. Of- yeah, Shang Wang, for the audience, it's uh, on Netflix, Shang Wang, Sweet and Juicy. Um, first, like, minute, he talks about <laughs> going to Costco. Oh, Lord have mercy. God. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's so funny. I don't want to ruin any of the jokes, but oh my God, uh, I was legit on my floor dying. Okay. okay. Well, I'm about to, I'm about to go over Joff. I'm about to go, I'm about to go over Joff's now. So he's going out of town this week. Y'all need to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Get a chance. Cause oh my gosh, it's hilarious. And then to the audience, um, leave comments on how you guys liked it. Cause I mean, like, that is literally my Costco experience every time. Really? Oh, my God. I cannot wait. And he actually, Joff went to Costco yesterday. He said he's going out of town, and he, like, I don't know. I don't know what was going on, but he's so sweet. He bought me a bunch of groceries at Costco and some nasty Costco wine. But other than that, I mean, it was, like, so sweet. Like, filled up my pantry with Diet Dr. Peppers and (laughs) keto clusters, and I'm just, like. Ooh, I love those keto clusters, Mm -hmm. girl. Mm, Those are good. Yep, 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 yep. Well, Jesse, I hope you feel better. And if none of the things that I mentioned work, you can. You know what? I haven't popped a pill in a while. I still have five oxycodone left. I might do it. <laughs> I, I might. You know no, what? But seriously, I'm trying to save those oxys for uh, another day when I enjoy myself. <laughs> oh, God, don't say that. Girl, on your Ducati well something i mean like there's you never know when you you, you need a really high strength pain reliever <laughs> <laughs> oh god i love you will you take care i'm here if you need anything all right thank you i love you i love you too bye